0: The Anchor Church Podcast. To learn more about Anchor Church, go to www.anchorchurch.life. Today's challenge be assertive. So in, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, we, we left off with, with, with David picking up the stones you guys remember. And I and I talked about the process of, of him picking up the stones and what he must be thinking and where his faith must be. And we, we, we looked back at, at, at his whole process. You know, we gotta see the process to understand the faith. And the same thing is is, is happening in your life. You gotta see the process to understand the faith. And so uh, I want to pick up in, in, in 1 Samuel chapter uh, 17, and we're gonna put the, the 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 scripture up here on the screen, and um, and we see in, in verse 41 the Philistine came closer and closer to David. This is, this is Goliath. And so just to kind of set the scene again, if, you're, if you're, you weren't here last week or if you're not familiar with the story or just you need a refresher, right? David and Goliath are about to go head to head. They're in the middle of this, this ravine, the middle of this valley. And D- uh, Goliath had been calling out and been challenging the Israelites for 40 days, And David, behind the scenes, was just listening and hearing what was happening and kind of wanted to be involved, had to be a part of it. Saul was the king of the Israelites at the time, and uh, he, he, he didn't know what to do. The Israelites were kind of backing down. They were terrified of this Goliath, this big guy, and they didn't know what to do. And David was the one that stepped up. And he said, I could take on Goliath. Let me do it. Saul said, here, take my armor. It's your funeral. And David said, these don't even fit me. Um, I'm gonna go without him. And, and so he walked over to this, this wadi or to this, this valley or this, where this riverbed was, whether there was water or not in there, we don't know, but he picked up smooth stones, which goes to show you that there was some water there at some time, but he picked up five smooth stones and that's where we left off. We left off with him picking up the stones and understanding where the faith was that he had because of the process. So the Philistine came closer and closer to David with the shield bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he despised him because he was just a youth, healthy and handsome. Again, I didn't say that. That's, that's the words that are here. He was healthy and handsome. That's not my words. And he said to David, am I a dog that you come against me with sticks? And then he cursed David by his gods. Come here, the Philistine called to David. And I'll give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts. So again, let's picture the, the scene for a minute. David goes and he's got the courage and, he, and we saw the process. We saw that he was fending off the wild animals with, his, with, his, with his, uh, his sling and the stones all his life. We didn't talk about how great of a musician he was. He played the harp really well, right? Really fun and manly but he, he, was, he was a harpist, he was a, he was a, he was a great harp. he was known more of a musician at this time. So he goes and he picks up the, the, the stones, and then he's got the faith, we know that we saw the process, we know that he's, he's got the courage to be able to go against Goliath because he knows he has the good aim, but then all of a sudden Goliath starts calling him names. He said he was young. Who is he to challenge Goliath? He says, what, do you think I'm a dog that you're gonna come up against me with sticks? I mean, think about it for a second. Goliath's all decked out. He's a huge dude, but yet he's still got all this, and he's got an armor bearer in front of him, so he's the one that's decked out. He's got all this, this stuff on. And David, you know, this measly little small guy, 17 years old, they think, around about that age, comes walking up to him with five stones and a little sling. And, and, and if you were Goliath, you would be insulted. He says, what am I, a dog that you'd come against me with the sticks? And he cursed him. And he said, come here, I'm gonna give your flesh to the birds of the sky and to the wild beasts. So to any person, that would absolutely terrify you. Probably, if you're me, I get scared when I walk through Home Depot and the thing goes off and I already paid for everything, but you know they think that I stole something. I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't steal anything. So if a nine foot tall guy is gonna be cursing at me and telling me that he's gonna feed my flesh to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts, I'm gonna be a little bit nervous. But here's David. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with a dagger, spear, and sword, but I come against you in the name of Yahweh, which is a very intimate name of the Lord. The Yahweh of hosts and the God of Israel's armies, you have defiled them. Today the Lord will hand you over to me. Today I'll strike you down. I'll cut your head off and I'll give the corpses of the Philistine a- a- camp to the birds of the sky and the creatures of the earth. So he kind of flipped the script on him. He said, no, no, it's gonna be me that does that. Then all the world will know that Israel has a God and this whole assembly will know that it is not by sword or by spear that the Lord saves for your battle is the Lord's and he will hand you over to us. Think about how brave David must have been in this moment. Incredible. And so I was thinking about this whole process and I was thinking about, okay, so if I'm gonna be like David, if I'm gonna challenge myself to have the same type of faith, if I'm gonna look at the process, like last week we talked about it, we got a little bit transparent, and got a little bit real, and we looked at the process of my life and where we've been in this process to be standing here today, If I'm gonna look back at the process and have the same faith that David had, and if we could do that individually and around the room, we can take a look back at what God has done in our life and look back and see the process and maybe be able to start to understand and experience the faith, what does that look like for me? So at this point, if I'm going to have the faith and I'm gonna step up and go against the Goliath that's in my life, what's that gonna look like? And if 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 I start to hear the, the naysayers and the negative things, if people start to call me names, am I going to back down? Do I have that type of faith to be able to pick up the stones? But then when start when I start to hear people be negative, am I am I going to be able to push through it? I was thinking about what it would be like to have a couple different uh, styles of leadership, and so I want to walk you through a couple different things. But I want to I want to I want to share. Um, just a little bit of the process of Anchor Church again, if that's cool. Is that cool with everybody? The, the formation of what was happening. If we could take a look back at the at the process again. So when we were starting this church, uh, I, I really did feel that the Lord was calling me a few years ago to do this, and all of a sudden it became really clear, and I don't need to rehash the whole process that it got to the point where we found our space here, right? But there was still a little bit of a window where I didn't really know if we needed to do it, like we like Maitland Art, Middle School already said, hey, come use our facilities. We we would love to have a church at Maitland Middle School. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know the timing. I don't really know if it's supposed to be now. I don't I don't know what to do. I, there was, I was so indecisive, and if you know me, like my wife knows me, you would know that I'm very indecisive. I I, I can't even. She says, where do you want to eat? And it's it's just this back and forth. Like I don't know where do you want to go. I don't know. Do you go? I gotta, like I can't make a decision. So in this whole process of starting the church, it was like, well, is now the time or do we wait? right? And then so I remember driving through Maitland and and those of you that know the area and you know 1792 real well, right now it is filled with cranes and they're starting to paint these buildings. It's really cool to see that happen. But about a year and a half ago, there was cranes and all this land was being moved and, and all these buildings were being built up. And I remember at one point thinking, in about a year and a half to 2 years these buildings are going to be all done and there's going to be tons of people moving right here into this area and there's going to be there's got to be a church there for them and i remember thinking who's going to do that who's going to have this like it's it's going to be us right i remember waking up at night sweating thinking that now's the time i have to do it now we have to be established now so that we're ready to receive when people start to move into this area, there's already people here, and we can reach those people, but when, when these buildings and all these apartments that are about to be opened up, open up, I mean, we're talking like, there's like five within a two-mile radius of right here right now. I don't know if you guys know that right now, but there's a lot of people that are gonna be moving into this area, whether you like it or not. It's gonna happen. So who's gonna reach those people? And I remember, I would wake up like nervous. Like, I gotta do this now, or, 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 or it's gonna be somebody else, because that's what's gonna happen. If David didn't step up and do this, then somebody else probably would have or could have. What was said here that David said to, to, to the Philistine, to, the, to, the, to Goliath, any one of the Israelites could have said that because God was on their side, but it was David that, that did it. So the fear and the, the, the overwhelming thought that maybe I would be passed by, because the Lord will do that. If he's called you something, he's gonna equip you to do it. But if you don't do it, if you don't actually step out and do that, do that thing that he's called you to do, then he'll pass you by. He'll just get somebody else. He doesn't need you. He'll use you. He wants to use you to do that because he's called you to it. But if you don't do it, he'll just say, all right, next. And I didn't want that in my life. And that's what I'd wake up. Like the anxiety of God passing me by woke me up at night. I actually woke up last night. It was 71 degrees in my house. I went and checked because I was like so hot and like just sweating. And I'm thinking, why did I wake up like this? And it dawned on me this morning, I just need to be reminded of what that felt like because about a year and a half ago, that was a regular thing for me. I mean, I would just get into a panic. And that was, that was kind of the Lord leading in my life. Like, hey, this, now's the time. You have to do this now. So, so what gets you to the point where you're David, and and and, and maybe people are coming at you saying, Nah, you're wrong. You're, this is not good. You're, hey, curse you, and all this stuff. I'm gonna feed. Nobody, hopefully, nobody's ever said to you that I'm gonna feed your your flesh to the birds of the sky and the <laughs> animals of the of the ground. But if they did, how would you be able to respond to that, right? So, in a, in a lesson of leadership that I learned recently, I've got I've got three things. You could you could act, and maybe this is you. You could be passive, right? Be passive. That's the first thing that we can put on the screen. Passive. I don't know if you're if you had a passive personality. I, I can, I, I very much have a very passive personality. But if we're going to be passive, then it's pretty much like imagine this for a second that you're sitting at a dinner table and the, the the food's there and you got a good little spread. The bread's there and the turkey's here. It's Thanksgiving dinner and 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 you're you got a real, ickling for some Tide Pods and 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 you think. <laughs> and you think, hey, I would, I would love to have some Tide Pods right now. Um, if you could, um, maybe if, if you just are, it, it, maybe if it's no trouble and you could, you could just, if you could, I don't know, I'm, I'm hungry for some, could you please, um, I don't, um, could you pat, um, and you have this passive attitude towards it, right? Like maybe, I'm gonna pray that, um, that they'll pass me the Tide Pods because I'm hungry and, and maybe that'll happen. Or you could be aggressive, right? So passive is not a good way. Maybe you could be aggressive and you just take it. You just take what's yours and you just grab the whole plate of them. Uh, Not really, that's not not good either. So if we're not gonna be passive and we're not gonna be aggressive, then what's the right right attitude? It's to be assertive. Like, hey, would you please pass the plate of Tide Pods? To be assertive is is the way to be. So here, if we're looking at at David, he's not passive. The whole Israelite army is passive because for 40 days, this Goliath has been challenging the army and they've just been sitting back and just saying, I don't know, maybe I'm praying that somebody was gonna step forward. But let me tell you a dirty word in the church and that's somebody. If if, If you're in the church and you think, man, somebody ought to do this or hey, somebody ought to say something or hey, somebody ought to step up. It's a dirty word because you're probably the somebody. If you've noticed that, if you've recognized that somebody ought to do something, then that's probably God telling you, hey, you're that somebody, you should step up and be a part of something. So this whole whole Israelite army is looking at Goliath and thinking, man, somebody better do something. And they've got this passive attitude. Or you could be aggressive and we look at Saul and we can go back to 1 Samuel chapter 15. And this is where Saul is actually rejected as king. It says this uh, in in verse one, Samuel told Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you as king over uh, his people Israel. Now listen to the words of the Lord. It is what the Lord of hosts says, I witness that the Amalekites did to the Israelites when they opposed them um, um, along the way as they were coming out of Egypt. Now go and attack the Amalekites and completely destroy everything that they have. Do not spare them. If you don't wanna hear this, don't listen to this. But This is, this is gruesome. Kill the, the men, the women, the children and the infants, the oxen and the sheep, the camels, I don't know why the camels, I mean, poor camels, and the donkeys. Like, kill everything. Completely destroy them. This was the command, and so Saul summoned the troops and counted them and he had uh, 200,000 foot soldiers. And he had two uh, he had 10,000 men from Judah. He had a massive army. And they went in to go ambush them. And he he went into this process of uh, uh, of sending his army and they go in there and they kill they kill everything. They kill everybody except for the king and except for some of the animals. So, and if you're following along on the hub, which the information's there, you can check this out. There's the notes and there's some scripture in there. You can go back and see some of this stuff. But if you're in there, you can, you can see, we can pick up, I think it's in verse, let's see, verse 20. Saul says this, he said, but I obeyed the Lord. I went in there and I, I did all this stuff. I went on the mission of the Lord he gave me and I brought back the king and I completely destroyed everybody. The troops took the sheep and the cattle and the plunder." the best of what was set apart for destruction, and they want, they, they're gonna go sacrifice them. So instead of obeying what, 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 what God had commanded, Saul kind of went on his own aggressive nature and said, you know what, here's what we're going to do. I heard what God wants me to do, but I'm gonna do this because I'm gonna be really aggressive and I'm gonna show, and I'm gonna honor God in a special way because he might've wanted me to do this, but I'm gonna do it this way. I'm gonna be aggressive and have this happen. So he goes and he does this, and it's not what, that's not what God wanted. And so the the Lord was displeased with Saul, and ultimately, this is what set up David taking over as king. And and, and this was the moment when when David went against the Goliath, he was propelling himself into a position to eventually become king. So you could be passive, and you could be like the Israelite army and just kind of sit back and wait and just pray and hope that something happens. But let me tell you something, that when you sit back and you wait and you pray, sometimes it is more easy for us to pray than to obey, right? We could sit back and just pray that maybe something or someone will happen and it'll it'll just make something it'll just be better. But in reality, what we really need to be doing is obeying and stepping up and being a part of something. And that's what their Israelite army was waiting for. And David did that. He answered and he he came to the call. Or you could be aggressive. And Saul did that, and he thought that he was doing what he should have done because it was his own aggressive nature to make something happen. But that wasn't what the Lord wanted either. So David was the one that came in, and he was assertive. He was confident, in the process and he was confident in where he was and he was confident in the faith and he understood that God was behind him and and God was behind the Israelites and he said, you know what? Somebody needs to do it and I'm going to be that somebody. I'm gonna be assertive and I'm going to step out and I'm gonna make this happen and God needs more Davids not to go against Goliath, because we all face a Goliath in our life, but God needs more Davids to step up and be assertive and insert themselves in a position where they are ready to receive a blessing, and that's what David got. And it all happened because he was available. And I wanna encourage you today to be available. God is doing something in your life You might not recognize it, you might not see it. I'm encouraging you to see the process, going back to last week, but I want you to see the process, understand the faith, but make yourself available. That's what David did. Anybody could have done this. Anybody could have stepped up. David was anointed and he was the one and God wanted him to do this. But God wants you to be available to him to be able to step up and make this happen. There's something in your life right now that God wants you to be available for. I don't know what it is, but you might. And if you don't, take a look at the process and see what God's doing in your life. He's put you around certain people. He's put you in the school that you're in. He's put you in the workforce that you're in. He's put you in the profession. He's given you the talents. He's given you the abilities. He's given you the, 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 the right way to be able to speak. If you're not comfortable with speaking and talking to people, he's given you the right way to, whatever you do, comfort. But he's given you something. He wants to give you the opportunity You just have to be available. So in my life, when I've made myself available to what God has called me to, I've started to see some big things. There's been plenty of times that I've said no and there's plenty of times that I've tried to cower away because of my own insecurities or because of the way that I just respond to things naturally. But the biggest rewards that I've gotten in my life is when I've responded and I've made myself available and I've been able to look back and I've been able to see the faith and I can walk up and have, have the, the, forgive me, have the stones to be able to do whatever it is that God wants me to do. Be available. That's all God wants is just for you to Be available don't be passive, don't be too aggressive, don't be passive aggressive, but be assertive. He has called you, he has equipped you, he is setting something up in your life right now. And if you feel like that that time's already passed, it's not, because I'm a firm believer if that God has you here right now, he has you here for a purpose, and if you're breathing, then he's not done with you yet. So what is it in your life right now that you're called to be available to? Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.